within this journey there might be let's say stalling points where the guy is there taking longer be. than he is supposed to take or there will be. you know then there are set of a nudges involved where you will want to bring him back in the conversation right help us understand a little bit where the engagement pieces where you understand this funnel you understand the leakage points and drop offs at various parts right. of this funnel and you have to make interventions to make sure that the maximum recovery happens right so right. instead of let's say having 100 people who've applied for a loan and only x number of people who've sanctioned one how right. do you expand this part because that's essentially your business right. kpi right right so one quick thing um in the lending space what usually happens even if everything goes smoothly right because uh, we do require certain documents to be uploaded it's not necessary that the user will have those documents handy sure. very honestly which that's is a the first problem which you can't solve for <laughs> you if he doesn't just have can't. the document if he doesn't have the pan card you can't do anything i can't do anything nobody mm. can do anything and you ask anyone in the lending space that's where the first major drop off happens but tell me something very very fundamentally typically each of the borrowers are either in aggressive need of a loan and then they're like shopping around at all possible options and there are uh, general mindset that these guys are the hardest to get to these are these guys are easiest to get to of course the pricing in inverted yeah. right so a, a public sector bank would probably be the cheapest but it's also the hardest one to get across yeah. Yeah. and then there are all of these uh, nbfcs and cooperatives and all of that which are easier to get loans from but then they need to be more expensive Correct. simply because the risk profiling yeah. is kind of different the pricing is a little different yeah. which end of the spectrum do you currently operate on ah uh, both you do so um from a choice of customer perspective you don't mind working with somebody who wants a really well priced loan because, because you have that uh, supply as well so see this is where i think we have done really well in terms of uh, partnering with the right kind of lenders and when i say right kind of yeah. lenders i mean we have lenders from the entirety of the spectrum, spectrum. You, to we, put it in very simple terms if somebody wants a very well priced loan if he has the books for it he'll get it on your platform exactly exactly so you don't have to be a desperate guy to accept an 18% rate that's only one part of your play the larger part of your play might just be that this guy is really good but yeah. you would rather have one person kind of look at everything and then give him yeah, all the exactly. options than go to have files placed at different banks exactly so the offering essentially being simplifying the journey of getting a loan than uh, the price itself is that a safe place to say so um, that of course is one part of it the other one is also uh, helping them understand the different options that they have sure so just to give you a very simple um, uh, example one will be see when we talk about business loans we usually think although a lot of us may not know the terminology here but we usually think of uh, the term loans basically you take you borrow a certain amount of money from the lender you pay it over a year two years whatever like whatever is the agreement emis yeah. and all there is also something called and this is very oh, very yeah, simple bill. bill discounting part of working capital itself you have an invoice with the you know a reputed company yeah, and somebody exactly, will discount exactly exactly huh. but you would be surprised to learn that how many businesses still don't know what that is really okay yeah i mean uh, a lot of you do not think about which is the great interesting like, consumer insights so customer insights side of india bharat tier 2 cities and all i would love to zoom into this but go on so that's the thing like hmm. you and i we are sitting over here we probably know about bill discounting because we have come across sure. this we have spoken to our finance team or whatever we know that what it is hmm. imagine a person who is sitting out of husu running his own factory pretty successful and to a certain extent of course he will be required of working capital to you know provide for his business and all where do you think he will go he will go to his own network first right which is usually expensive 2% a month kind of informal loans exactly exactly mm. that's the 
first place that that person will go interesting so you know, help me zoom into this in terms of a little bit in terms of how credible is position and the the nature of uh, borrowers you are working with is there a pattern to tier 2 tier 1 yeah. size of business what what would be an icp for you uh so for me the icp see again you need to understand we are still in our learning phase and uh, pretty much year 1 we have completed so the most amount of success we have seen is from tier 1 Hmm. and uh, bombay delhi bangalore these three being the uh, most uh, successful cities as sure. of now but that's also because the digital penetration itself is high and you know you might think of it as superfluous but that's exactly what happens it's hmm. i because of my digital reach in terms of my advertising i am getting users from all over india sure. but you would be surprised how many times uh, our operations team uh, have reached out to a customer or we have received a call that they are unable to upload the document simply because the network is bad okay and that's the reality of a bunch that's of places that's the reality well. of sure so um and what would be the typical size of these businesses in terms of let's say their turnovers since you have that data um so i think it would be somewhere between 30 to 50 lakhs annual annual so yeah, that's yeah. typically a small yeah yeah business which yeah. has five or whatever sense so it can be like a small mom and pop grocery store sure. it can be a retailer it can be wholesalers hmm. or traders like obviously there's then, no dot of mean, when you ask for their pnls and their balance sheets their it returns as yeah. part of your kyc that's your criteria of how to judge whether this is worth giving a loan or not do these guys have well maintained books to begin with so that's where we have kind of figured out an alternative solution and to a certain extent it has worked for us okay. so a lot of these folks they work on tally or rather their accountants work on tally and we have a tally connector okay so what we you uh, absorb the data from tally and then you can do whatever you yeah. want with it we just hmm. have to like we just have to help that person to connect their tally and uh, the way we have tried to de- deal with it is there are some and you would be surprised to know how uh, digitally educated or digitally literate some of these people are very very smart and you just have to give them a small video clip or just you know step by step process they will do it all on their own some may require additional help but then again that's how you as a product you need to be approachable if they reach sure, out to us via various means it will be a growth a journey at all points of time you'll not get the savviest bunch but okay interesting but so what you're saying in effect is uh, your acquisition you mentioned was by and large digital at this point yeah so yeah. people who are looking for loans they uh, would search for something they'll yeah. discover credible they'll come onto the platform they'll figure okay, okay i need to connect my tally that's how they pull all of their data and they're not very touchy about sharing this data with you because they want the loan yeah so uh, once they connect to tally you have all of their data put together joining with the sibil now you have a profile to send to their uh, lender lender now makes an offer based on what he sees and now what happens from a user journey perspective so uh the confirmation comes huh. from us only because obviously sure. uh, the user on their profile they will get to see that uh, loan has been sanctioned and uh, disbursed so the disbursed so it's actually going to get sent to his bank account yeah. directly without yeah. much ado okay no hassles so uh pretty straightforward they will be communicated time to time so again it's pretty automated it's pretty much set up that once the disbursement is done the user of course needs to uh, send in a uh, you know receipt i have received the money like a confirmation you know, yeah sense. confirmation and then uh, time to time like then the monthly huh where would this confirmation be i mean is there a email. button he's pressing it's so, sending an email yeah yeah he has to send But like it's an auto email regulatory Uh, you sending a confirmation email but him replying to it is also via email itself 
Is that also regulatory? Because otherwise, to translate that email confirmation into a systematic thing at scale that you're talking about could be a little messy, no? Ah, uh, so honestly speaking, ah, uh, the regulation is keep everything documented. So that sure. is the most sure shot way of doing it. But mm. the good thing is, it's a uh, very basic auto reply thing that we yeah. have, right? So um, and uh, here, like I it mentioned, works. we do have to have that sort of manual intervention mm. as well because once it is dispersed, right, our operations team immediately calls and reminds them, please yeah. send please the email. Please confirm this email, okay? Yeah. Super. So you know, we understood a little bit about the. Profile of the kind of people that are coming to you, the size of their businesses, typically from where they are. 